Hello, you guys. I'm Laura Lapp, and welcome back to Tentative Expert. I really began to struggle with my body image throughout the pandemic. I always had a very healthy relationship with my appearance leading up to COVID. I'm someone whose weight fluctuates fairly easily, so I've gone through phases where I've been a little bigger and a little smaller, but I never really cared. I literally remember in high school or my early university years making jokes about it, and I just did not care in a way that was deeper than it had to be. Right before COVID began, I gained a decent amount of weight. I'd say I gained maybe like 15, 20 pounds. I went on this birth control that just wasn't right for me. I was also eating super unhealthy. I wasn't exercising at all, but it was fine. I still think I looked cute in hindsight. Anyways though, pandemic began, we went into lockdown and I started spending a lot more time on social media as everyone did. Along with the rise of influencer culture during that time. There was this rise of wellness culture. Now I want to dive into this because I don't think wellness culture is actually wellness. I think true wellness requires a disconnect from caring about trivial things like your appearance. I think real wellness is nourishing your body, nourishing your mind, and taking care of yourself in a way that allows you to be your freest, happiest, and best self. I don't think wellness necessarily means getting in the gym and working towards some specific body type and eating super clean but kind of not feeling fully satisfied after your meals and just this real focus on aesthetics and on appearance that I think it inadvertently promotes. I think before I started diving into this culture and spending all this time on social media, I actually had well down pat. I would take days for my mental health all the time where I lounged in bed, watched shows, ate snacks, and I would know that that was just one of seven days. The other six, I'd be out and about, and that was kind of just the way I rolled. I would work very hard and go about my normal life, but then if I was feeling a little drained or a little burnt out, I would easily take a day to do absolutely nothing. And in terms of my day-to-day life, I didn't put much weight on how how I looked because I was never thinking of capturing it if that makes sense. I knew who I was going to see. It was probably my friends or my classmates at the time. And I didn't care too much. I'd always try to look put together and just, you know, have good hygiene and stuff. But I really was very minimalistic and I still am. I've really gotten back to that. And quite honestly, I didn't care for the gym. I walked a lot of places, which gave me exercise. Plus growing up until I was 18, I rode horses competitively. And that was just, I know it's super niche, but the healthiest form of exercise I possibly could have had because first of all it was outdoors it was with a coach it was with other people you have that bond with the animal nothing about it feels like a workout you know what I mean it's so much deeper than that and I think that really applies to a lot of competitive sports the huge thing there I think is important to recognize is that when you are playing a sport competitively or even recreationally it doesn't really matter you're trying to get better at that thing and you're trying to get stronger so that you can be better. You can't be not eating or overworking yourself or not sleeping, so on and so 
forth. If you want to reach your highest athletic potential, you have to be eating well. And by well, I mean nourishing yourself, eating all the food groups, getting in protein and getting strong. I think that athletes look at themselves in a different way. And I think it's really healthy to acknowledge and try to internalize that perspective. They look at their body as an asset. They don't care about being hot by societal standards. They just want to be strong so that they can excel in their sport. And of course they look great because they're fit, they're athletes, but they're doing it for the right reasons. They're doing it to reach a goal. And that is key. Here's what I've realized. If you are working out and going to the gym and your goal is centered around appearance, which unfortunately I think for 99% of us, unless you're training for a marathon or something, it's never going to be a fulfilling experience. You aren't going to get that improvement in mental health from doing that. And that is what I've learned. Now, I want to be clear. Exercise will increase your dopamine level momentarily, though, which I think is important to note. It doesn't provide lasting fulfillment. You could have a dopamine hit and then have that go away within the hour and just kind of be feeling crappy again. I think without meaning to, that is sort of what wellness culture promotes. It promotes going to the gym and engaging in these habits every day to be your best self. But what is your best self? For me, my best self is when I'm unbothered, glowing inside out. And by glowing, I mean I'm hydrated, I'm taking care of myself, I'm happy, I'm radiant. You get the idea. I'm carefree, I'm not worrying about others' opinions. I'm focusing on myself, my passions, and the people I love. And I'm confident. And for me, that confidence typically stems from feeling relaxed and feeling happy in my day-to-day life. So that is, for me, when I feel like my best self. My best self is not the girl who's in the gym every day. Because I was that girl for two years straight. I definitely was influenced by wellness culture. And there really, during COVID, was this messaging that we have all this time in lockdown. And quick side note, I'm from Toronto. So our lockdown was, I think, the longest in the world. If not the longest, it was up there. So we did spend a solid couple of years mostly in lockdown. People were saying, and this isn't an invalid point, we should use this time to become our best selves and to hustle. A piece of that messaging that I really internalized, unfortunately, was this is the time to look your best. This is the time to go in on the workouts and eat super clean and just come out of this thing as your best self. I'd say maybe six months into the pandemic, I achieved my goal body. I And this was a horrible goal to have, and I'm going to get into this later in the episode. My goal was to be skinny. And I started working out super hard, literally in my basement. I started eating really, really clean. I definitely was not eating enough, and I wasn't eating enough food groups. I was cutting carbs. I was really in all of those toxic mindsets surrounding diet culture. I thought, and I guess this was a subconscious thought, that when I attained that goal body, so to speak, everything else in my life would be fixed. And I think this is something a lot of us think without realizing it. We feel like if we just keep grinding and keep going to the gym and we look this certain way that all of a sudden these other problems in our life are going to be fixed. But that's not the case. And I really realized your appearance has nothing to do with it. It's not going to change your relationships. The people who are going to love you are going to love you for who you are. Appearance has no bearing on that. And in terms of career, work, whatever, it's not going to 
to change a thing. It all comes from within. Now, there is the argument for exercise that it puts you in a better mental space. And I absolutely agree with that. If you're inside not moving all the time, you're not going to feel good. But there's something to be said for forms of exercise that bring you an added level of fulfillment. I'm going to give three examples. The first is just walking outdoors. When you're walking, you're moving. It's so good for you. For me personally, that's all the exercise I need. Walking leans me out. It strengthens my muscles. It makes me feel great. So if you're walking every single day, whether it's on the treadmill or outdoors, preferably, you also have this time where you are working your body, but it's definitely not intense. So you have time to just clear your mind and focus on yourself. Something I even do often is a walking meditation. So I'll play a meditation and I'll get into that headspace while I'm walking. Plus time outdoors and in nature is essential for your happiness, your productivity, just everything. So that is one perfect example of a form of exercise that will bring you an added level of fulfillment. The second is engaging in a sport. Any sort of exercise that has a goal that goes beyond appearance. Let's say you grew up playing soccer and you kick a ball in the net and you practice some drills you used to do. That will make you feel more fulfilled than going in the gym, holding a weight and doing squats by yourself, you know, because you're engaging with something that you love doing and you can get back into a competitive sport if that's something you're able to do. But unfortunately, as someone in their 20s, I know that as an adult competing in a sport, unless you're going to go pro just kind of isn't realistic, but you can do it for fun. Again, I know this is super niche, but I'm very blessed in that my mom has a horse. So I go and go riding all the time. It is a far drive out of the city, but I've realized that for my mental health and my physical health, I need that. And honestly, the benefit of it is completely mental for me. The physical part, I don't care. It clears my head and it makes me this version of myself that is so much more relaxed and so much happier. Also, I can't explain it, but doing that sport makes me 10 times more confident. And I've realized that I think that applies to any sport. When you're doing something where you're improving every time you do it and you're working through challenges and you're getting better, it makes you more confident. Now, the third example is if you're going to go the more traditional route and do a workout, instead of just going to the gym by yourself, maybe do a workout class or do yoga or Pilates or something where you're with other people. It's a little bit motivating and you're getting out and about some socialization, relaxation, whatever it is from it. But I think for a lot of us, I know I'm generalizing here, going to the gym can be almost a draining experience. I realized that I, as a person, don't like going to the gym and I never have, but through COVID, I really pushed myself to do it. And once things opened back up, I was in the gym five days a week. And I was like, come on, you've got to do this. You've got to upkeep this look that you've achieved. And I would literally have to play, and this is hilarious in hindsight, Skrillex or like the most aggressive rap you've ever heard. I'd be listening to Wu-Tang Clan in the gym just to get myself hyped enough to go through a workout. It literally took that much for me to get in the mindset of doing a workout. And no wonder I felt exhausted after. If you're doing something that you genuinely don't enjoy, you're not going to feel better after. If I'm being perfectly honest, I rarely feel good leaving the gym. Now, some people love going to the gym and some people get this sort of high from it and this adrenaline rush. And if that's you, keep doing it. Don't cut it if it's something that you actually love. But I think for a lot of us, it's something that we do because we feel pressured to. Now to really get into body image. 
I realized that I started putting a ton of pressure on myself to look a certain way. And this happened as I spent more and more time on social media. I think a lot of us turned to social media during the pandemic. When we were in lockdown, we didn't really have much external stimuli and we needed something to focus on and some way to connect. Now, there was also an explosion of influencer culture during that time, which I think was a great thing in many ways. But I think one of the main consequences of that is that this culture of comparison went to a new level. When I think about it, growing up, there'd be like maybe a couple of girls at my school who were really beautiful, or maybe someone on TV who I thought was stunning and who I kind of looked up to. And those were my sources of comparison. It wasn't a lot and it definitely wasn't overwhelming. You know, as people, we are kind of wired to look at each other and see our similarities and see our differences. And naturally that does lead to comparison. But what we aren't wired to do is to get on social media and see hundreds of different people of all shapes and sizes and compare ourselves to them. And another thing we have to realize is that on social media, people are presenting themselves in the best possible way. And I think it's important to remember, and I'm only going to say this once, Facetune does exist. So take every single image you see with a grain of salt, because you truly never know what's been altered and what hasn't. But something I realized as well is we compare ourselves to celebrities in a different way than people ever did before. This culture of celebrity used to be very exclusive. It was these people who reached the top of their field, who lived these private yet very public lives, who we kind of looked to, but it was very clear that they were kind of just in a different world. But I think that now all supermodels are on Instagram and we're connecting with them in a different way, which is great. I think that's so cool and it's such a cool thing about modern society. But I also think it leads us to compare our ourselves to celebrities and to models in a different way than we ever would have in the past. I realized about a year into the pandemic that subconsciously I'd be on Instagram and I'd be scrolling through the accounts of maybe Kendall Jenner, Bella Hadid, Hailey Bieber, so on. These really beautiful women. And I'd like look at a photo of them and think, damn, I need to get in the gym. Or wow, I really need to start eating healthier so I can look a bit more like them. But then eventually I realized, why would I ever compare myself to someone whose job is based on their appearance? Someone who is a model, they've reached the top of that field because they have a certain look and a certain natural body type. So I just realized how silly it was to even in minute ways compare myself someone like that. And to reiterate, I think a lot of us do it subconsciously. We're not saying these things to people and we're not realizing it, but I think we'll scroll through these people's pages and sort of look at them and think we should look more like that. But you have to check in with yourself and remember what your goals are in life and what will best serve you to achieve those goals. My goal in life is to spread love, compassion, and to share these really vital lessons that I've learned as far as I possibly can. So for me to do that, the best thing I can do for myself is foster my natural body type, my natural look, nourish myself, and lead by example. And that will never mean going hard in the gym or eating crazy 
crazy clean because that's not the example I want to set. I want to set for myself and for anyone who ever engages with anything I do, the example of letting loose, loving yourself and enjoying your life. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Appearance is so trivial. And I think social media has led us to put far too much weight on it. And I think we're constantly, whether we realize it or not, thinking of how something would look in a photo or if an outfit will be photographable or if something we're doing is going to be aesthetically pleasing. But I look back on life before COVID, before I kind of gained this new level of involvement in social media and really before the extreme rise influencer culture. And I realized that I did stuff purely because I wanted to. And that applies to every facet of my life, from my general day-to-day life down to things as granular as what I was eating. I just did what I wanted and I never thought about how it would look because who cares how it looks? I only cared about how it felt. If I felt happy and if something brought me joy, that was all that mattered, period. There was no other consideration. And I was way happier. And the funniest thing is, I actually looked way better too because I wasn't caring. And here is a huge thing I've realized. The moment you start putting too much weight on your appearance, it's almost like you're hindering your natural body type from just flourishing. You take away from your own natural beauty. We are all born with a natural body type, a natural face, a natural look. And I do believe in a higher power just to get spiritual for one second. I think we're all brought here for a certain reason. And I think we're all here to serve a purpose. Each of our purposes will be vastly different. My purpose will be completely different from the person standing next to me at any given time. And that's a universal fact. Everyone has different goals and ambitions and values. And everyone has something to offer. We're all here to serve our purpose. And for... Most of us, that's going to have nothing to do with how we look. It's going to be about how we love others, how we love ourselves, the example we set for the people we're around. When I say setting an example, you don't have to do anything publicly. You can set an example for your friend group just by loving yourself and by being the most confident and the most happy version of yourself. You know, at the end of the day, it really comes down to the butterfly effect. By setting an example of self-love, even just in your immediate orbit. Spreading love and spreading positivity, you have no idea how far that can go. I have been blessed to be surrounded by very strong women for most of my life. And I look up to those women because they prioritize themselves and their well-being. I've seen so many women. I've seen myself. I've seen pretty much everyone I've been friends with go through phases of insecurity and phases of questioning themselves and being down on themselves. Because in this day and age, how can you not be now in then. I question myself for sure to this day, now and then. But here's the important piece. You can let that overtake your life and you can let that change your habits and the way you treat yourself. Or you can let it be a fleeting thought. I can go on social media and compare myself to someone and then clock the fact that I just did that and think, nope, we're not going there. I'm beautiful the way I am and move on. But in the past, when I didn't have that level of awareness, that thought would sort of spiral into all these other manifestations that 
intertwined themselves into my daily life. Like maybe I'd start eating less or I'd start working out a bit harder or just doing things that at the end of the day weren't kind to myself. Now I want to get into specifically how to improve your relationship with body image because this is really the aim of this episode. Start embracing every single little thing about your natural body. I went through this journey of starving myself and of going too hard in the gym and trying to have this perfect body, so to speak. And I ended up reaching a point where I was like, I don't want to look like anyone but myself. I love the way my thighs are shaped. I love the way they're curvy and they touch. And I don't want to go hard and starve my body until I have a thigh gap or something. Sure, maybe my hips can look a little wider and maybe I have this horrible term for something that's really beautiful called love handles. And that's also the thing, and I just have to say this quickly, you have to realize that these negative connotations associated with certain body types or certain aspects of your appearance have been coined in modern day society. If you go back, and weirdly, this is something that really helped me, and look at Renaissance paintings of women, these women aren't painted to look like supermodels. They're painted as very realistic women. And looking at that kind of made something click in my head where I realized that we're meant to be full, full of life, full of nourishment, and just these happy, radiant beings, no matter who you are and no matter what your natural body type is. And I think that in other eras of society, and as well in other cultures, I think if you look to somewhere like Europe, they have a very different conception on appearance and on body type. And I think they actually have a much healthier outlook on it, and they prioritize being your natural self a lot more. And there isn't really this whole hustle culture that exists in North America. But anyways, you have to realize that there are certain messages and certain narratives that we've been fed. And we've been taught as women specifically that these are things we should change about ourselves. I'm going to give you a fact that set me free, quite honestly. I used to really worry about having a flat stomach and I wanted these like washboard abs. And then I learned that your stomach as a woman is naturally a little bit rounder towards the bottom to protect your ovaries. That is a biological fact. It's actually healthy and it's very normal to have a bit of roundness. I think our definitions of health have gotten a little skewed. Health doesn't mean overworking yourself in any way. Health is just eating healthy and by eating well, I literally just mean you're not eating fast food. Like you're not eating processed foods. You can still eat ice cream and pizza and have these unhealthy, so to speak, meals with your friends. You can do it every week if you want to. It just means that for the most part, you're having grains, fruits and veggies, dairy, if that agrees with you. You're incorporating all of the food groups. If you're getting in all those food groups on a regular basis and you're eating wholesome, healthy meals, you're going to feel great and you're going to feel way better than if you're cutting food groups or eating super clean in the sense that you're, let's say, cutting all sugars to the point where you're not even eating fruit or you're cutting all grains and you're not eating carbs. I did that for a year. And let me tell you from experience, first of all, it made my body very weak. I had no energy to do anything. And second of all, it wreaked havoc on my moods. I hit it 
but I felt way more exhausted. I felt way more irritable and my energy just went from being like a 10 to a five. And I would never in my life do that again. And there was no benefit in terms of appearance. If anything, it made me look frail. And I have no interest in looking overly thin or frail ever again. I want to be healthy and filled out. And if that means I'm a little rounder and I don't maybe conform to some standard that's been set by society, then I'm completely okay with that. Because I want to be happy. Maybe it's because of COVID and just from being kind of shut in the house for a couple of years, really thinking through a lot of these messages that we're being fed. But I'm so sick of caving to what society tells us we should be. I think society, and this has been happening for a long time, tells women that they should be polite. They should be small physically and in terms of their demeanor and their personalities. And they should be just super gentle and nice all the time. And I am by nature... An extremely kind person. I know that if I know anything to be true about myself. I feel so much love and so much care for other people, even people I pass on the street who I don't know, that in the past it has crumbled me because I've just prioritized others over myself. And that's a whole nother topic, but What I'm saying is that kindness is a virtue I hold and I hold it in spades, but I also have a fiery side to me. I have opinions and I find it very important to defend what is right. And for me personally, in my mission, I want to do that for women and for girls because I think that we've been silenced for a long time. And I even spoke about this in my episode about the Barbie movie, but that movie stuck with me because it's talking about how as a woman, you don't have to conform to anything. You don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to act a certain way because truly you can't win. You're either too nice and you get walked over or you're too much. You're too skinny or you're too big. You're too much of this, too much of that. There's no winning. It drives me crazy when people say things like, oh, she got too thin. She looked better before. Or, oh, she looked so much better when she was working out. She's gained a little weight. Just stop. It makes me so angry because I just want to say on either end of that spectrum, if someone has let loose a little and they're not caring, I'm sure they have their personal reasons like I did for that. Maybe to be as small as they were, they were harming themselves in some way. You might be looking at the happiest, healthiest version of them and judging them for that. And if someone has gotten a little too thin, it's probably because, and I did this for years, they've caved to societal pressures and narratives and they feel like for whatever reason they have to be that way and they have to do that. I think the longer we perpetuate messaging and narratives like that, the worse it gets. I think we as a collective need to stop speaking about people in terms of their appearance because there's no winning for anyone. That realization in itself completely set me free. I kind of snapped, I guess you could say, and I reached this point where I was like, I cannot spend another moment of my one life on this earth caring about how I look so that other people like me more. Because first of all, and you have to realize this, people actually won't ever like you more for your appearance. And when you say it like that, it seems obvious, but a lot of us put pressure on ourselves to look a certain way because we think that we'll be more accepted and we'll be more loved for it. But that factually is not true. As I mentioned earlier, you're going to be loved for who you are. Are you friends with people because of how they look? Hell no. You're friends with people because you enjoy their company. Are you in a relationship with someone because of how they look? No, you're with them because of how 
how they treat you and the way you feel when you're with them. And sure, hopefully you're attracted to them because that is part of a relationship, but attraction without emotional connection is the most hollow thing in the world. And that's not who you're gonna fall in love with. You're gonna fall in love with someone for who they are as a person. Achieving, so to speak, your dream body. If that's a goal you've set out for yourself and you're trying to look like the best version of you, that's a key point. You're not trying to look like anyone else. You just wanna be your best self. There might be nothing wrong in pursuing that goal if you're doing it in a healthy way. Never, ever, ever take shortcuts to get there because I promise you it will backfire. If you do things that make you lose weight rapidly, you'll gain that weight back just as rapidly. Long-term changes in your eating habits, in your exercise routine, whatever. For me, those long-term changes are one, not eating fast food. Two, walking every single day, even if I literally just walk to a store and go back home. I just make sure that every day I get out and about and I get walking. And there's actually a trail by my house at home. So sometimes I really like take the walking seriously anyways. (laughs) And three, drink more water. Those are three changes that I made that lead to me looking and feeling like my best self. And they are the least drastic things ever because all the drastic changes mentally and physically ruined how I felt about myself. And I've realized that they just don't work. But if you are the type of person who enjoys a bit more of an intense workout regime and that brings you some sort of fulfillment, then that's great. But make sure that you're doing it for that fulfillment and you're doing it for that reason. But the point I was going to make is that Achieving your, so to speak, dream body will not lead to your dream life, your dream relationship, your dream friendships, career, whatever it is. Unless you are a supermodel and that is your goal, it's not going to change anything in your life. And I think that's a large misconception a lot of us have. Being yourself is the key to a happy life. Learn to love all of your imperfections. Because here's something that I wrote about a lot during COVID and it snapped me out of my body image issues. Beauty is completely subjective. People are beautiful in an infinite number of different ways. There's no such thing as the perfect body or the perfect face because that looks different for everyone. And sure, we have ideas in our head of what we personally find beautiful, but you could meet someone tomorrow who completely defies those notions and who you think is the most beautiful person you've ever seen. Most of it has to do with energy and the way people carry themselves and the aura people exude. But I realized that certain so-called imperfections of mine, like my arms being a little rounder or my hips being a little wider or my thighs being a little thicker, those little things about myself that I used to be so hard on myself for could literally be little things someone loves about me one day for all I know. Because I realized that when you love someone, whether it be a friend or romantically or a family member, you love all of them. And these little so-called imperfections are what make them them. They're what make them unique and different from just everybody else. And each of us is so unique. And I think that society and social media has really begun to highlight sameness over uniqueness. But 
anyone who is truly happy in life embraces themselves for who they are. They don't try to be like anyone else. They don't try to change themselves. They just are them unapologetically. And that is what I strive for now. I strive to be as unapologetically myself and to put my values first and tune out all the noise as much as possible and to live for me first. And trying to be a certain size and cutting meals and going too hard in the gym doesn't fit with that version of myself. It doesn't fit with that happy, carefree, relaxed version of me. Because that girl, the girl who I'm trying to be today, doesn't care what people think of her. She lives for her and whoever loves her is going to love her and whoever supports her is going to support her. I feel so free and so happy after letting go of all of these narratives I had internalized about body image and about how I should look. And the funniest thing happens when you let go and when you stop caring and when you just start living for you, you actually do look way better because it allows your natural body type and your natural appearance that you were born to have to flourish and to thrive. I'm curvy now and I realized that I was born to be that way and trying for so long to be skinny was hurting me mentally and physically. Some of you might look at me and think but you are small or whatever. I am more of a petite person but that doesn't mean I'm not as hard on myself as the next person. I think we all are way harder on ourselves than we realize. I've had this experience so often with friends and I think a lot of us can relate to this where someone will express an insecurity to you and you're kind of like, what? You're insecure? Like you seem so confident for one, but also I think you're so beautiful and I can't believe that you think in your head that you look that way or that you're bothered by that. I've so often, and I'm being honest about this because maybe it'll help someone to hear this experience. I've gone to friends and literally been like, I think I look so fat. And that's not language I would ever use today. But I'm telling you in my most insecure how I would feel. And they would look at me like I had two heads. They'd be like, what are you talking about? You look the same as you always have and you look great to us. But seriously, because I'd been so insecure for so long and questioned myself for so long, I literally saw something different in the mirror than other people saw when they encountered me. And it's because if you berate yourself long enough with negative thoughts, you will start to believe them. The power of positive thinking is real. If you go out into the world and you think, I am beautiful, I'm so confident in myself, I am radiant, that's just going to reflect. There are so many examples, and I'm sure you can think of one right now, of people who are, by societal definitions of what's considered conventionally attractive, not conventionally attractive. And yet they're huge stars or even just people in your everyday life who are super confident and super happy and really attract a lot of good things because of their energy and because they visibly believe in themselves and they're just so confident. That is what's alluring about someone. It's their energy. A lot of the time it has nothing to do with how they literally look. Before I end off today, I want to leave you with a motto that got me through a couple of years where I knew I had to break free of these negative self-perceptions that I had, but I'd internalized so many of these messages and so many of these negative beliefs about myself that I often was tempted to slip back into old habits. So the motto that kept me grounded was, you're never thriving if you're depriving. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening this week. I will be back on Monday with a brand new episode. I'm Laura Lapp and this is Tentative Expert. Mwah.